The wind howled furiously, but it did not howl alone. The Pramoresh joined into the fury, their voices breaking into warped laughter, sobs of sorrow and snarls of rage. Andover Lashk listened to the noises and gritted his teeth to stop himself from screaming. His heart stuttered in his chest and his stomach clenched into a fiery fist. He had heard of the beasts, but never seen one before. That was about to change, and he knew it. His iron hands wrapped around the long haft of the hammer and the blade he'd forged into a proper weapon. He felt the familiar weight and concentrated on unwinding the tension in his arms. Yost, the girl who'd taught him the most about unarmed combat, said the secret of fighting was to be relaxed. Tension slowed the body down, and he would need all of his speed. The cackling and weeping of the things came closer and danced around him in a slow circle. The Pramoresh fought in packs, he knew that much. He could see shapes, but they were barely visible through the dust and snow whipped around by the storming air of the blasted lands. Something charged from his right. It was a shambling mountain of fur and claws, and he saw the mouth of the thing open in a feral grin. Andover pushed back across the frozen ground with his left leg and slid his weight onto the right. The paws of the thing swept the air where he'd been a moment before, and he used his left leg to kick back a second time, sliding across the icy surface a few more inches. The shape came closer, and he swept the weighted end of his hammer back, letting the balancing point swing up toward the beast. A sound like a weeping man came from the thing, and it swatted the air a second time to see if the point of the weapon was a serious threat. The paw slapped a sharp tip, knocking it aside easily. This was exactly what Andover hoped for. He used the momentum of the attack to help him bring the heavy hammer's bladed head around in a hard arc and added his own meager body mass to the swing. The impact ran up his arms and the shriek of pain from the beast set his teeth rattling in their sockets. The thing staggered back, shaking its brutal head. Something vital had been broken. A stream of blood ran from the nightmare's face. While it was moving around in pain, he brought the blade up a second time and shattered the monster's jaw. More of the things were coming. He couldn't tell how many, only that they were there. It was their damned voices. They sounded like they were everywhere at once. A wall of fur came from the dusty air, and he stepped toward it, sweeping the heavy hammerhead up and around in a savage arc. The hammer bounced off the back of the Pramoresh, and an instant later, Andover was knocked to the ground as the monster loomed over him. His head hit the hard, frozen earth, and his vision faded to gray. The monster swept a paw at him, and he blocked the reaction more instinct and luck than anything else, and his hammer was knocked into the distance. A wailing sob of victory came from above, and the vast mouth of the thing dropped toward his face. Andover reacted instinctively and shoved his hands forward to protect himself. The iron fingers of his hands caught the teeth and lips of the Pramoresh, and he grunted as the thing tried to bite down. Hot, stinking saliva bled across his metallic fingertips as he strained. He was not strong enough to stop the mouth from closing, but his hands proved too much for the monster's teeth, which broke off against the living iron. The beast pulled back, no doubt surprised by the unexpected pain.
While it was shaking its face and working its jaw, Andover reached up and grabbed the thick fur of its throat in his hands and squeezed with all of his might. Had his hands been flesh, it might have made no difference. But metal fingers clenched and punched through meat and fur and cartilage and shattered the monster's windpipe. It reared back again, lumbering to the side and gagging, trying to breathe, while Andover pushed himself backward and looked for any method of escape. It was impossible to say if he could get away. As for weapons he could use, there was nothing. The first of the demons was alive and recovering and enraged. The second was coughing and gagging. The thing fell down and shuddered, but did not rise. The torso of the monster vibrated, and it thrashed in a frenzy, but did not get back up.